You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. I just got the note from the team about the big celebration you had. You signed a contract for a good number for your client. I did. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. How are you feeling? It's a funny one. I think that this is probably going to be like part of our conversation today. I feel like I can't celebrate it because I haven't received the money in my account. And I'm still Mm -hmm. in this place of, is this real? Mm -hmm. I think I still have a lot of what I, the things that are coming up for me is why do I need external validation to feel successful? And why is it connected with money? Mm -hmm. So I got really excited about it. But I've almost been putting myself in this headspace of waiting for it not to happen. Mm -hmm some reason, which is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kaya. So let's jump right into it. What does success mean to you? Have you ever sat down and said, this is what success looks like or feels like? I mean, I journal every day and I think about what I want and how I want to feel. And so I do know what it looks like for me. It looks like being excited and inspired by my life every day, feeling energized, feeling connected, feeling like I'm operating from a place of service and love and peace. But it's also, I think abundance is something that I want in all areas of my life. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that came up for me in the session that you ran yesterday was that when you said, you said something about the things that we are like creating goals about are the things that we feel like we're lacking. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've always, before maybe like four or five years ago, I've always felt, I've always felt very lucky. Like money's always flowed to me. I've always had a job and I've always had a lot of money from Mm -hmm. a young age as a child, like from myself creating it. And I think in some ways it was like, that was almost like a validation of success. And now I don't have that. I do feel, I feel somehow like it's lacking, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's inquire a little bit more. So what I've heard from you is you first started saying all the right things that a person should say about what success feels like, right? Sounds really right. I want to be excited, inspired, energized, connected, operating from service, peace. And then I think we got to the real peace where you said, and I want to be abundant. And there's nothing wrong with that, but seems like it had to wait all that long for you to really get to it. And it may have something to do with us So I want to draw a little context. And I'm not saying this is true for you, but it is true for some of us. And it is definitely true for me. You see, there is this parts of us that desire things that may sound wrong on surface or we are scared to say because they are true and we don't want them to be true, but they are true. For example, abundance is true for me. If I would not have money, and I'm grateful that I have. I'm very, very, very grateful that I get to enjoy the life that I get to enjoy. At the same point of time, it would freak me out if I didn't. 
right? And freak me out, not in the sense where I will like run around crazy person, but I would be like, oh, I got to go back to work. I need to work really hard till the time I get to a place where I feel safe around money. It may have something to do with that. I have two very young kids. <laughs> and so I need to feel that safety. And if I wouldn't, I would probably be a slightly or significantly different person, right? And that's my shadow. And I must understand my shadow to understand my light, okay? So what happens a lot of the times is we say, oh, that shouldn't exist. And so we try to subdue something that doesn't sound right. It is true, but it doesn't sound right. One of the things that I've heard a lot of coaches say is, you know, no, I don't need to do social media because I don't want recognition. And I've found as we dive deeper, that's not true. Most people who want to do social media, they don't even want to do it for service. They want to do it for recognition. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a perfectly comfortable human emotion. It feels uncomfortable because for some reason, because we are individuals that are going out in the world and talking about how we need to live, you know, intentional life, we need to live this beautiful life. We think we are pure now, that we won't have things and desires that are just perfectly human and perfectly normal. Wanting to be recognized, wanting to be seen, wanting to have money are perfectly human desires to have. There is just nothing wrong with them. What is wrong is when those desires take over our life. But that's true for any desire that takes over life. Any desire. And you could say even the good one. Like if you're always energized, you don't feel the other side of the emotion. You might not be able to hear your child when they're hurting. So being energized doesn't mean like it's a perfectly good emotion. You should have it all the time. None of the emotions that we say, even in the positive light, are not perfectly okay if you have them. For that matter, if you meet a person like that, you would see they don't have any relationships because they can't hold space for somebody else. They can only focus on themselves. And so they will eventually end up becoming saints who say, I have renounced life. Well, you have renounced life because you have no caliber of relating with someone because you stopped feeling the other side of emotions. And even the most elated, the happiness is not smiling all the time. Happiness is knowing. That's why I like the word joy more, because you can be joyous even when you are in pain. You can experience joy even if you're having a hard time, right? And so our curiosity, our my curiosity here is, is it that your desire for abundance is showing up as a shadow for you, that you want to shove it away and not think about it because you feel there's something wrong with it or wanting that to be your desire. I feel like it's funny because what was coming up for me as you were saying that is that I've been listening to a guided meditation in the evening and one of them, it's for abundance. And one of the words in it is like, I love money and money loves me. And mm -hmm. it's like, why I'm choosing to listen to this. And it that is how I feel. That's And I want money to love me, but I do love money. And I do feel some level of, I think that it's not just that other people are going to define me as successful when I make money, but it's also my own measure. Like I want to run a business. Yes, I love doing, I love coaching. I, it lights me up, but I don't want to do a business and not make money. Like I know that for myself too. I want to make a lot of money. That drives me. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm glad that you're listening to a meditation where one of the affirmations is, I love money and money loves me back and money loves me. It's a great affirmation. A lot of people get uncomfortable and triggered by that. And that's why yeah. I'm even leaning into this conversation further is because there is no reason to get triggered with money. Money is a good thing. You can be a capitalist, non-capitalist, doesn't matter. Money provides resources. 
And we all want resources. We want to live a life where we feel comfortable, joyous, be able to experience the things that we want to experience. And you're not having any of it if you don't have money because you'll have to pay. There is an exchange of energy and that exchange of energy happens to be the format of money. You can call it gold (laughs) or it was called gold before, but now it's called money. That's all there is. There's nothing else. This is just an energetic transaction, an easy physical way to trade energy until we find a non-physical way to do so. But that's all money is, right? There's nothing else to it. So do you feel that you're comfortable with the word money? Are you comfortable with the word abundance? Are you comfortable by saying, I'm going to be rich? I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to have a lot of money. Are you comfortable yeah. with these things? Or does any of this, as I said, you go, oh, I don't know about that. I think I'm comfortable almost like in secret, you know? Mm. That's who I am when I'm on my own. But even mm-hmm. I was talking to my husband like earlier this week and just saying about, you know, this exciting stuff and visions for the future. And he was like, it's not all about the money. And it made me so angry that he said that. Mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm not just talking about money, but I am talking money is a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's right. great. Are you saying that you are comfortable with the word money and your desire for money in secret because of the judgment or projection of somebody else's fears around money or concerns or triggers around money? There's a kind of, especially in England, England's not America, people are a lot more brash in America about money. Mm-hmm. There is a, a kind of, I guess it's social etiquette around saying, Mm-hmm. that I want to make a lot of money. It's almost like saying, praising yourself that you think you could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have we considered our friendships and even our relationships in a dialogue where we said, why are we so uncomfortable with it? Have Kaya actively seeked your husband's opinion, for example, because it's a big influence. Our love relationships are probably one of the most important influences that would have and shape our mindset. And so it's important to have conversations around things that may sound difficult with this group more specifically. Like me and Nita have the most difficult conversations all the time, especially when it feels like we shouldn't have it because it's kind of scary to talk about it. We say, no, we got to talk about it. If I love you enough, I will talk about this with you because I know this will, it can, yes, may feel like a crack, but it will actually be the greatest men we would ever have and the greatest growth we will ever have because we are willing to have this conversation. Has Kaya had actively seeked her husband and said, I want to have a talk to you about money? I think we actually talk about money a lot because... Amazing. But money in the sense of what is our value for money or we don't have money? No, in, in the sense of what we... Like, just to give a bit of context, my dad is Indian. So I think within that culture, there is a lot of, well, within my family, there's a history of like control to do with money. Mm -hmm. So I think that my husband is a lot more kind of relaxed about just not thinking about money so much. Whereas for me, because it's been something that's been a tool to try and control me, it's always been something that I need to have my own. And Mm -hmm. so I think we talk about money a lot in the context of him saying I can, it's very difficult for me to take financial support from somebody. We've obviously Mm -hmm. had a baby recently, so that's brought up a lot of stuff. We do talk about how the environments we've grown up in have affected our Mm -hmm. beliefs about money. Mm -hmm. So I want you to have another layer of that conversation. Great, first of all, that you have a conversation and that you're willing, both of you are willing to talk about it. I want you to have another conversation, which is about value of money. It's not about control. It's not about will possibilities. Your past, like I've shared before on the podcast, I've shared in our trainings, is the past only controls you if you let it control you. The past that actually has no role to play in your present. It only plays a role because you want it to play a role. 
your past, your structure, your belief, everything is something that you can change right now in this moment. In this moment has all the power, right? So what we want to do or what I want to invite you to is to have a conversation that is about money, but from a different lens on how both of you are going to be extremely wealthy and rich, irrespective of what the world thinks about money, that both of you are going to have all the joys and experiences of life that you desire to have. The reason for this conversation is because when you open the conversation without the fear of, is this you know societally acceptable? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Are we okay? It gives both of you the permission to talk about the shadow of money that it may cast on you, not only because of your past, but because of the society that you hang out in, right? And society also doesn't only mean the country that you're in, it means people around you more specifically. So what tends to happen is if people around you are resistant to talk about money, there would be an inherent resistance to money, right? And so sometimes it does require you to find a different group to talk to when you're talking about money. Right now, you're fortunate you're an accelerator. You can find that group fairly easily. It might be a little bit more complicated for you to find together a group where your husband has also seen and heard and discussed money very openly, very conveniently, right? So money is this thing that, again, like I said, it casts a big shadow on us because all of us have had some version of either control, not having enough of it, feeling like you have to work really hard for it, all this stuff that we borrowed from the previous generation. And I'm sure the next generation will borrow some version of it from this generation. And that's the past. Then comes the present, which says, okay, but what is it that I desire? So if Kaya desires money, if she desires wealth, if she desires that she doesn't have to look at the right-hand side of the menu ever in her life, well, she needs to change the dialogue that's happening around her, around the right-hand side menu of the restaurant, right? And that's a barometer that you want to create, but you want to decide that together because your biggest partner in this journey is going to be your partner. And they need to start feeling comfortable with the word money and that your desire of having money because they probably secretly also have desire to have money. You know, one of the reasons why people are uncomfortable about money, I'm not saying that's true for you, but one of the reasons why is because they don't have enough of it and they feel small when they talk about money, right? They feel like, oh, somebody else has more, right? And makes us feel a little bit crazy. You know, it makes us feel like, why does that person, I'm as good as that person, right? And that's why we don't like to talk about it in public. But if we suspend money as a barometer of success and we use money as a tool to live life, we would stop comparing our money to somebody else's money, right? You won't worry why the billionaires are billionaires and you are not, even if you are equally smart or smarter than them. You would only wonder how you could have more resources to be able to live a more expansive life. You would actually contribute more as well. If you're a good person, when you get more money, it's not that you become more evil. You simply become more good. You simply go, oh, I'm going to donate more. I'm going to give more. I'm going to support more. I'm going to go out of my way to support more people because I have resources. Yeah. You know, That's what you do. That's what everybody does who gets wealthier. That's the fortune that I got to experience. That's why I got mentoring and coaching for free early part of my career is because people who were kind enough and wealthy enough I was working for them. Of course, they were making money through me, but at the same time, they were willing to give the extra hour to me to show me something or teach me something that otherwise would have taken me years or thousands of dollars to learn. So what I'm trying to reorient to create a structure or a social structure around you that supports the money dialogue. Making money is always the easiest part. Getting to the point where you're comfortable making it is where the journey is getting to the point where you are actually desiring it, getting to the point where you get comfortable with as much you make and then have desire for more. Those are the journeys that are the more difficult ones. We think those are the easies and everybody goes, of course, everybody wants some more money, but they're not set up for it. They're not thinking about it. They're not actively pursuing it 
or they're pursuing it from lack, not pursuing it from availability. Because money is always in abundance. There's enough money in the world, more money than it has ever been in the world today, right? But still, if you operate from a place of there is not enough, then you will never make enough, right? So there's that dialogue that needs to shift. Kaya, if I was to take one step further to it, how do you feel your friendships are or people around you are in context of conversation normally? Do you have wealthy people around you or access to wealthy people around you? Not super wealthy. As you were talking, I was obviously thinking about what you were saying. And like I left, um, I mean, not super wealthy, but like both me and my husband left, you know, big corporate jobs in London. And I actually said these words, I'm tired of having so much money. I'm sick of it. I want to feel like I've got to hustle again and I want to be hungry and I want to build something. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm in this thing that I wanted so much. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, it's creating, getting money, doing something you don't like. That's easy. You know, doing these Mm -hmm. jobs that are horrible and we're like selling our souls. That is easy. That is available. That's what most of my friends are doing. I think when I stepped away from that, I actually really like my job, but I knew that if if you want to make real money, you've got to work for yourself. That's the way that you create that big wealth. I don't know people that are doing that. It's Mm -hmm. like, I know my friends who are in my old life who now have way more money than me because like we've got no money, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't know those people like in the new life, apart from Mm -hmm. the people that I met in Accelerator who, you know, there are close friends that I've made there who I think they can do that. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things that in your language that I'm hearing that I want to challenge and kind of explore a little bit more. So firstly, it is yes, true to some degree that to make more money, you want to work for yourself. But it's not absolutely true. Some of the wealthiest people actually don't work for themselves. They are CEOs of companies. They have equity ownership in companies. They've just grown themselves into very, very, very wealthy people, the top 0.5% people of the world. A lot of them are not actually owners of anything. They are actually equity owners or are CEOs and so forth. They get compensated differently. So that's, first of all, that's somewhat true, but not always true, right? Yeah. So it's not not always true. Secondly, when we talk about groups and we talk about doing work that takes your soul, which is all true, you shouldn't be doing that. At the same point in time, you may have in some way attracted this to you, but it's not a bad thing. It might be the it might be the path to discovery that one must take to be able to find the version of you that finds what is true, really true for you, right? So for example, the saying of I have too much money and I would like to go back to the hustle, well, universe gave you exactly what you asked for, right? This is literally what you asked for and this is literally what you got. When that happens, though, what you also got to listen is you also had a second part to that manifestation, which was, I want to work myself. I want to do things that are creative and I want to make an incredible amount of money, not just good money, but in great amount of money. So that journey that you're on, you're at the valley of despair or you're at the bottom pit of the entire journey. Now what you got to do is you got to find your way back, which is where the hustle happens. Now for hustle to happen, you need to set yourself up mentally in a way where you are actively creating a mindset that attracts. Like how you created the mindset of saying, I'm going to quit everything, go back to the hustle. That's a mindset you created, which is why you quit your job and you've gotten to the place that you've gotten to. Now you need to actively seek and create the mindset that will help you build the new thing, which may involve things like getting really uncomfortable with a lot of things. Because that's what discovery of yourself is. Your discovery of yourself is to get comfortable with the uncomfortable that is within you, right? The uncomfortable that says, 
oh, you know, I am less successful than my friends or how do I make a lot of money? How do I talk about money in front of a lot of people? Because let's be really, really honest. Everybody's hidden desire is to make more money. Let's be really bloody honest, right? Even if they want to contribute to the world, everybody knows that if I want to do charity 100% of it, the way to do it is to have access to more money. They might not directly receive it, but they need access to money because resources are generated or transacted through the source of money, right? So even if you want to just give it all away, right, you need to create it to give it all away, right? So you could be the kindest, like it's not that it's not kind to not want to give it away, but let's say you are that hurt by the state of the world that you're like, oh, I got to plant a million trees or 10 million trees or a billion trees. Well, then, yeah, you can do that, but you need money to plan a billion trees. So you got to create that and to create or access to money, if not directly having money, right? And for all of that, you got to do that build up. So what is it that Kaya can actively do or how can she put herself into position that she's actively creating a money uh, narrative that is not accessible to her right now, right? What is that structure that is needed or wanted or desired by her for her or not desired, but, but needed by her more so that she could create that new mindset. The path to that is while the meditation that you listen to is great, the same narrative every single day when you are growing doesn't actually help you grow. You need a different narrative every single day. So my invitation for you, Kaya, is to find books, and there are tons of them, that you may not have read before and to read them every single day, right? Take 30 minutes, you're free like time-wise, 30 minutes, an hour, just do that, right? Reason for that is because every single day you find a new story about money, your money story gets upgraded and your money thermostat gets upgraded. When your money story and your money thermostat gets updated, your money understanding gets upgraded, you start making more money. When you start doing that, your conversations may not happen with the friends outside, but the conversation with the author or whoever wrote that book or that program is even more powerful sometimes. Don't read the books for the sake of reading them. Read them as a conversation with this person. What is going in the mind of this person? Which is why I like listening to them because it feels like a conversation and I can challenge, oh, that's what they said. Does this really mean this? And how does that show up in my life? So don't read it for knowledge. Read it for understanding. Okay, it's very different kind of reading, right? You're doing it as a conversation because you want to understand a concept. You want to understand something, right? And when you do that, you will see that your narrative keeps upgrading every single day, every single week. Hopefully, that will also put you in a position where you would be doing more things that are uncomfortable around you, which means if you have been struggling to find comfort in reaching out to that one colleague that you haven't spoken to in three months or six months, that may be a potential client, it'll be much easier for you to reach out to them because the upgrade's happening all the time, right? And you're being challenged all the time. And because you're being challenged so much, you can go out and challenge more yourself. Does that sound like a reasonable first step? Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because like I am like a big reader and I actually sent a voice note to somebody on Accelerator today saying for the last two weeks, I haven't been reading like in the evening before I go to bed. And I've been working, faffing around on, you know, LinkedIn doing something. I was literally like, is this actually moving the needle? And the other thing that was coming up for me was that you know, I love the saying, you're a product of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I like consciously think about that and want to spend time with, I do through podcasts or through books, because I think we're so lucky that we can create that for ourselves. So yeah, it's really landing with me. I think it's, as I said, in, in the note that I sent today to my friend, I said, this time I'm communicating in social media, I could be learning, or I could be, as you reframed it, in conversation. 
True. And you can, if that's a part of your task, if that's a part of your enrollment, then sure. So here's something I believe, and this is my belief. You can create anything if you gave it three years, anything. You want a million dollars, three years. You want $10 million, three years. You want to have X life, three years. Give anything three years and you can create it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be work every day, but give it three years. But three years of hard, you know, uncomfortable growth journey will give you growth in whatever dimension of life you're really looking to grow in, right? And I hope we are hitting the point that we want to discuss today and it evolves you a little bit or a lot. But what we want to, or at least the narrative that we want to get to from your point of view or from where you are right now, from where I'm hearing you are right now, is to go from a place of feeling that money is this shadow that you have to somehow not be able to have a conversation about or feel like there is not enough or feel like it's not accessible to you or whatever the story that you've told yourself. Instead of leaning into that, what if we could lean into a dialogue or be from a place or operate from a place where you talk about money as the first thing? Why not? Right. So for us to get to that place or get that comfort of money over the next three years, we need a map of how we will get comfortable with money in the next three years. It's not something that's going to happen automatic just because we said so. It's going to take the work. It's like building a muscle or building a body, right? You give it three years, but that means you're going to hit the gym. You're going to eat the right nutrition. Sometimes you'll fuck it up, but then you will pick yourself back up and you will do it again. And then you'll do it again and you'll get frustrated and you'll get tired and you'll get exhausted, but you'll keep doing it again, right? And that's what we need for your narrative to switch into is to say, it's not about if I have money today or not, because that's not the point. The point is, where will I be in three years? Yeah. Right. So if we were to switch that perspective a little bit. What may be certain things that will make you feel lack of money? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because what we want to do is it's three-phase. Firstly, to get comfort, right? Comfortable with the thing, whatever the thing is. The second is to remove what will create that discomfort of not having the thing right now, because it's going to take three years, right? So it's going to be things that will trigger a fuck. And we don't want to get triggered because it takes us away from the journey. And the third thing that we'll talk about is what is it that we can do? Or what is it that is a positive affirmation, right? So we are taking away the negative affirmations and we are putting on the positive affirmations once we have established comfort. So now that we feel we are in a place where we are comfortable with money as a dialogue, as a word, and we know it will take three years to get really, really comfortable and have all of it as well, we're trying to find out what are the triggers that makes us feel like we don't have enough of it. I think the triggers are, as I said, like I've had such a good relationship with money for so long. And what's triggering me at the moment is this like kind of exchange of my service, my my services, like my business for money. Mm-hmm. I feel like it feels a bit different from before, just like doing a job. You know, the job mm-hmm. has a salary, whereas this is the created value mm-hmm. for our service. We're choosing the value and that feels, or that's, that's brought up, that's like triggered me. What was the job you were doing before this? Like, you don't have to tell me the company, but like kind of the category of work. Uh, So I worked as an engineer and then in like project management. Uh, What was the product that the company made? They must have made something. Uh, the rail industry. It was a railroad industry? The rail, like trains. Trains. Okay, cool. So they made trains, right? And then they said, you know what? Let's say the cost of manufacturing of that train was $1. Let's just assume it, right? And then they go out to the government and they say, well, the cost of production of this train actually was $3. And I'm going to sell you for 5 Something like that, right? That's how they sold the trains. That's how they made a profit. That's how they paid your salaries. It's all fucking made up. 
But because the physical good, you think it's not made up. It's all made up. Everything's made up. I am drinking this water. It's called just water. This thing, this stupid little thing, cost me, I think, four bucks or three bucks, something like that, right? What is it? It is uh, half a milliliter of water I can get for free, flavored with cherry, which probably cost them 10 cents. This total production, including marketing costs, probably is a dollar and a half. I paid three bucks for it. Should the person who created this company feel bad about it? Or should they feel, I created something valuable that he can open on his desk, take a sip, enjoy the drink. He didn't have to do anything for it. He just literally had to pay money for it. Should he feel elated about it? Or should he feel sorry about it? He should feel like absolutely elated about it. And actually, as you're saying that, I'm like, what I need is I need to feel super confident and comfortable with my sales pitch. Not my sales pitch, but like... Yes, and Can I yes and it? Yes, you want to find confidence. Yes, you want to feel certain. At the same point in time, they're not buying you. Yeah. I didn't buy the owner of this company. I bought one box of water from them. This is not their value. The value of that company is not $4. The value of that person is not $4. The value of one container off the water is $4. So no, you don't have to feel valuable. You don't have to feel confident. You don't even have to feel certain because you will not until you do. Yeah. And guess what? The moment you do, you will have a bigger ambition and then you will again not feel confident and again not certain. And then you will do the thing again until you feel confident and certain. And if you're anything like you are, Kaya, you're going to again reach for the next goal and you will not feel confident and you will not feel certain and you'll keep doing it anyways. That's exactly how great people, high performers like you are every single day. If you get comfortable, you quit your job. Remember you doing that? Yeah. You got comfortable. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I can do this in my sleep and I'm getting paid so well. I don't want to do it. That's what happens when you get comfortable. You don't want to be comfortable. You don't want to be confident. You don't want to feel safe. You like uncertainty. You enjoy growth. You want to feel like, ah, oh, crap, something's happening in my life. You don't want it at a level where it creates so much discomfort that it paralyzes you, but you don't want to be completely comfortable either. So no, don't worry about your certainty. Don't worry about your value. Don't worry about your confidence. Worry about your product. And say the same thing like this person must have said. They get to sit on a bloody table, sit on their desk, open a bottle, enjoy the cherry-flavored water with no sugar. I am giving them <laughs> so much value. They should pay twice the amount that I invested in making the bloody thing. <laughs> right? They get to experience that. Whoever created this, I mean, I kind of know it's Jaden Smith's company. I think he's one of the partners. But yes, it's like, hey, this is what you get to enjoy. Yes, you should pay me four bucks. Am I a millionaire, billionaire? Yes, I'm going to be even more rich because I created something of value. <laughs> Kaya, you have created something of value. You deserve to be rich, right? You deserve that money. Don't let your bullshit around your own story stop you yeah. for adding value that you have for the world. Don't stop yourself. Yeah. Okay. There will always be some bullshit we'll be telling ourselves. There will always be some story. That's called being human. And you are a perfectly good human, right? But you've created something that can be offered to marketplace where they are willing to pay. And you already have a proof because somebody has already said yes for yeah. a good amount of money. 
So you already know that they value it. Now, the only problem is you're in your own way. And yeah. in an economy like like UK, which is kind of like going down the drain right now when we're talking, right? So it's like, oh, the economy is kind of shrinking and still they are saying, oh, fuck yeah, Kaya, I'm going to pay you a significant amount of money for me to have the experience that you're offering right now. They don't care about your confidence. They don't care about your certainty. They don't care about your offer even. They care about their results. They're like, I'm signing up because of what she's offering. It's like giving me water when I am between calls and I don't have the time to refuel my jug. Hey, I'm drinking the $4 water. Yeah, it sounds stupid and silly, but it's satisfying my need while in a conversation, while I add value to the world. This person with the small gesture of creating this product is adding value to mine. And that's why we are in an economy. All of us is adding value to somebody else by the work we put in. Amen. Okay, now the last part, which is to... Find pathways or discover pathways. Find some kind of clarity towards what is it that will make you feel successful and wealthy in the coming few days, then coming few months, and then coming few years. You see, one of the rules about money that I've learned is that there's always money and there's never enough money, right? Like from our perspective, we always have more than enough money. And then we always feel like we don't have enough money because our desires are endless as human beings, as how we are as beings, right? So what I ask myself is if every day somehow I can experience abundance, abundance of money, specifically in this case, I will feel wealthy. I don't need to have a big bank account or a big portfolio to feel wealthy. I need little things to feel wealthy because when I feel those little things to be wealthy and I acknowledge it and I express gratitude for it, I stay in the presence of I am wealthy. It's easier for me to talk to people and communicate with people because I'm not coming from a place of, oh shit, they're so successful. I'm not, right? I'm not having that dialogue. I'm not operating from a place of lack. I'm operating from a place of more, right? And here's how easy it is. If you brew a fresh cup of coffee every morning, you can feel wealthy and get to buy these organic beans or organic crushed coffee, however you're brewing it. And then I get to brew my own coffee. That's amazing. I am so wealthy. Oh, I get to put that. I don't know if you do the Italian espresso thing, but if you're doing the Italian espresso thing, which is incredibly strong, but beautiful coffee, it's like I get to sit and spend 10 minutes making this coffee, like pouring that little thing at the bottom, then topping it up with the coffee and then brewing and letting sit with it, enjoying the smell as it brews. Like, I must be so wealthy. I have money. I am rich, right? When you give yourself those little nudges, it takes away that lack. It may seem a little silly in the starting, and it does. It feels like really, like that's what's going to make me feel wealthy. Really, I just like really. No, I'm but if you do it again and again, it becomes a habit because suddenly you go, wow, I am wealthy. I can buy a bottle of water while I'm doing my calls. That's amazing, <laughs> right? I can choose to eat protein every day. Wow, I'm wealthy, right? You could feel wealthy with anything. You can feel wealth. And I learned this tool really from uh, one of my friends who showed me how law of attraction works. He said, you don't attract the biggest thing on day one. You attract the smallest thing on day one. Something that's easy for universe to show you that you can have it, right? Something small. Look for a butterfly. If you haven't seen a butterfly in a hot minute, look for a butterfly. You see a butterfly, it works. Look for an ant. You haven't seen an ant in a long time, look for an ant. You see an ant, beautiful. Law of attraction works. 
And you start with the butterfly, but then you believe in anything. Like I know, I now I believe I'm the greatest manifesto there is. So I have to watch what I say. Because if I say I am not going to have fun at a trip, well, the trip's going to be horrible. I will create it. I am so powerful. But it's not that this is where I started. I started at some place where I said, I don't even believe in this shit. Things don't happen for me, right? And that's the same way money works. If you can be appreciative and say, wow, this is abundance. This is great. I have a computer that I can do a call on. Right. Amazing. I am abundant. And now you can move on to the next and the next and the next. So how is it that we can create systems around us to feel abundant every single moment, every single day, wealthy with money, every single moment, every single day, because that's how we'll stack money or how we'll create money more and more in our lives. Right. There's an author and I love his philosophy around money. His name is Ramit Sethi. Uh, He's an American author. He wrote a book called I, I might butcher the name of the book, but I think he says something like, I'll teach you to be rich or something like that is the name of his book. I love his philosophy where he says, "You, everybody can live a rich life. I might be butchering him, but everybody can live a rich life till the time you define what rich life means for you. Not what rich life is for Elon Musk. What is rich life for you? If you define it, you can live it. And that's what I also mean when I say, if you look for those evidences of abundance and money, you will find that you can live your rich life pretty soon. It's not that complicated. It's more complicated here. It's not actually complicated. It's not difficult. It takes time, of course, but it's not impossible. It's not like a pipe dream. It's actually fairly simple. How are you feeling, Kaya? Good. I think actually like I already am, I'm doing that. I have like, I do feel abundant and it's almost like there's an amount of money I want in my bank account. And that's the thing that's not there. Actually, mm-hmm. like the day to day, like I'm in France for three months in the winter. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. having these like beautiful coffees every day. If I want something I've been to eat, I love food. So I can get anything I want to eat. That's abun- That's to create abundance. The next thing is that I, I want to be able to order like on subscription, three products from Four Sigmatic and Athletic Greens. Like mm-hmm. I already know that that's what I want that will make me feel abundant. And I guess I haven't really thought about how much money do I need? Like how much would that actually cost me a month for me and my husband? Mm -hmm. So how much money am I going to have in the bank before I switch that on and say, this is our millionaire life? Mm -hmm. You've never even looked up the price of that, isn't it? Well, I did it a while ago and I said it wasn't that expensive. I thought it was like, I can't remember whether it was two two or 400 pounds a month. So it was like, Mm -hmm. we can, you know, you don't need that much money. And for me, that like make me feel like a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Then do it. If it will make you feel like a millionaire, do it. And here's why I'm saying it. First of all, 200, 400 pounds, you can create fairly easily. So even if it is like, oh shit, we don't have 200 pounds in in our bank account. Let's say if that was the case, it's very easy to create. You can create it. So it's fine. But what's more important here is you would realize that the money that you've hypothetically assumed you need to have in your bank account will start to break down as a number. Because most of us don't need that much money to live a what Ramit calls a rich life or wealthy life or an abundant life. We really don't. We think we need millions of dollars. We don't. It's not even like when you have millions of dollars, you realize you don't need much of it because you go, oh, every end of the year, I look at my bank account, I'm like, I'm not spent anything. It could also be that I am not one of those, you know, crazy car helicopter guys. But at the same point, I think a lot of us are like that. We don't do this for 
Like, it's not even fun for us. Like, at least it's not fun for me. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? Like, it sounds so meaningless to me that I don't even want it, right? So, yeah. and maybe there will be a point in my life I will want it, but right now they're all meaningless to me. I'm enjoying the thing that I do and abundance is coming as a response to the contribution I make in society. And so what my invitation would be is to really write it out and then see yeah. some of these things you can probably experience right now. And the reason why you want to experience them right now is because it will change your state. It will change your understanding of, abundance. It will change how you operate on a day-to-day basis. If that one drink of Four Sigmatic every morning is going to make you feel like a firepower or firehouse, fuck yeah. Let's get that subscription going right away. So you can make that one mushroom coffee every morning and that one green Four drink. drinks that I want. But you know what? As you were saying that... Whatever number of drinks, it doesn't matter. You're saying it's 200 that, 400 pounds. It doesn't matter. About, right? Say it again? That's what Mexico was about. Mm-hmm. It was about like being being in an abundant place mm. to create from to create abundance from that place. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is also why we chose the kind of hotel we chose and the kind of beach we chose. All of that, and at the same point of time, you don't want it to be a one time event. You want it to be an experience on a day to day basis because you're not creating money as a one time event. Nobody does that. It's an again an assumption of oh the launch makes the money. No, the work before the launch makes the money. The launch itself is just an act. The reason why that act works is because of the work that was done before it. The act itself is just an act, right? It's like the payday of the movie is when the movie comes to theater. But there was two years of work that went into making that movie to make it into theater. Yes, the theater event may be set as the money maker, but the money was made two years before when the script was getting written or when the editing was getting done six months ago or whatever the thing was. But so, so understand money is not an act of one-time event. Money is a daily act. Money how you behave with money, what you're operating with money is a moment-to-moment act, not even a day-to-day act. Like I said, if yes, you Mexico definitely would have triggered more abundance and that's awesome and you should have done that and that's perfect. And at the same point in time, there's no reason to discount the coffee that will make you really feel abundant and feel like a million dollars because your state will change. When you feel like a millionaire, you talk different, you pitch different, you move different, your desperation reduces by a thousand percent, Right. One of the reasons why sales pitches don't work is because we are desperate to get the contract. If you're not desperate, you will get a lot more contracts. Yeah, It's like the guy that probably pursued you and was just annoying because he felt like a stalker, right? That's desperation. <laughs> right? And then the guy that was like there and not there and like, you know, like had a little dance and had a little tension between you and that relationship was probably a great boyfriend for a really long time. Or maybe even your husband was like that. I have no idea. But that's what really creates a tension is what creates abundance. You cannot stalk. You can't be desperate. Yeah. You operate different then, okay? So invite those daily moments of feeling like I'm on there so you can operate from a place of abundance. You can operate from a place of uh, giving. You can operate from a place of no desperation whatsoever, right? And you'll become a magnet. You'll attract money a lot more easily. And it'll come from places and things that you do not even expect. Like you may just do it as an act of service. You may only do it as something that you're just doing and you will find, oh, somebody wants to pay me for this. Great. Let's have that, right? That's how our creation works of money, right? It's a day-to-day act. It's a moment-to-moment act. It's not a one-time event and we must not approach it. And that also means like in the starting of our call, we talked about you haven't received the money from the contract that you've signed or the person that has said yes. And that's okay. At the same point in time, you don't need to feel good or bad about it. You simply need to go, what was the act that got me to a place where they said yes? How many times am I doing that act today? Yeah. It was an old outreach. It was a friend's outreach. It was a conversation. It was a speaking gig. It was a podcast. It was a YouTube video. 
If it's a social media post, how many times am I doing that act today? Because this act or one contract must be repeated 10 times before I'm satisfied for the year 2023, right? Because that's the kind of money I'm going to make in the coming year, right? But to do that, the act, the way you show up for that act, that's what's going to make the money, not the signing of the contract. The signing of the contract is a part of, you know, doing the work, but the work itself is where the money is, okay? Kaya, it was fantastic talking to you. What is it that you would say would be some of your cliff notes today? You just keep going. Like you've got the process, just do it and get out of your own way. I think like that, I'm just getting in my own way and it's just get out of your way. Mm-hmm. Just get out of the way. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well, it was great speaking to you, Kaya. Have a fantastic rest of the evening. You too. Thanks, Sajit. <laughs>